Hey friends, this is Hannah Wedger, an agriculture teacher in St. Paul, Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes. And I'm here to talk all things agriculture education related, curriculum, classroom management, FFA, career development events, SAEs, and whatever else you wanna hear about. It's basically me sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with all of you. So let's dig in. Hey friends, Hannah here. Before we get started on today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that it is a live recording of the Green and Growing virtual coffee that Sarah Nursewick and I have um, put on. So you may notice that there are a few like silent moments that's just us really allowing our agriculture community some time to respond to the questions and concerns that people are having. Um, without further ado, let's give it a listen. Well, the first spotlight speaker that I have today is Rachel, um, and she messaged me about a greenhouse management class. So Rachel, if you are here, you can go ahead and unmute yourself and just kind of explain your problem that you're having and we'll help you out. Yeah. Hi. Good morning. Um, so we have a pretty um, large greenhouse at my school and most of the first semester I do a lot of the plant science um, propagation going over plant ID those sorts of things and then second semester is mostly just getting ready for sale and my students get a lot of their grade from working in the greenhouse um, and I'm really struggling on what to do for that class specifically since my kids can't come uh, to the greenhouse um, I did some plant ID, I don't remember who it was, had an idea of had the kids take a selfie with the plant, um, and I had them do that, but other than that, I'm really struggling. Uh, one idea that a friend gave me is have the kids make a replica, like on a 3D materials or on a paper of a greenhouse, and like, what, how would they set up the tables? How would they set up like the marketing and posters and things in the greenhouse? And one thing that I'm having my plant science kids do because I'm in the same boat, we were just doing sale this semester, is they're gonna go and cut open like oranges and apples and go outside and like take pictures of different trees and plants and like label them on Google Slides, like the parts, okay. um, and then share them with each other. So that's just an idea that um, I'm gonna use. Okay, great, thank you. Um, I'd also like to add, and I see Anna, uh, we're both from the same state. Uh, I have a plant personality thing that I did, um, I made. So it actually, it's not like one of those quizzes that it matches you exactly with what plant you have. You actually have to research it. And so it helps them um, remember scientific names, common names, what to look for. And I can definitely share that with you. Um, that is something that I'm implementing Wednesday. So I don't know if it's gonna, it should work. I hope it does, but I can definitely share that with you. Yeah, I would like that a lot. Thanks. No problem. Robin McLean just posted on Aga Discussion Lab um, that she created like an adopt a tree project. You might want to look into that. So I think it was like encouraging our kids to get outside. And so they were taking photos and um, going out throughout the course of time to look at this tree. Maybe you do it with plants, how plants are changing now that it's, well, spring and the rest of the country and in North Dakota, Minnesota is still winter. So um, check that out. She just posted it today. Okay. You said that was on Ag Ed Discussion Lab? Okay. Yes. 
Some of the things that I noticed in the comments, it just says creating a business plan is really important skill and can be really fun. Um, a poster to advertise the sale, like Joe said too. Um, one student or one person had a question. So how many students do you have and do they have tech access? Oh, yeah, I have, well, I typically have two, two classes um, combined. I think I have about 20 kids and they do have access. Yeah, we are one-to-one, -one, so they all have um, computer access and we use Google Classroom and I've been using um, Hangouts or Meet to um, communicate with them. This could work for a lot of classes, but I'm thinking plant science. I'm doing it in my ag business class and I'll probably do it in small animal care too, is like an organizational analysis where they find a business in that area. So it could be a nursery, it could be a local business and almost like the business plan, but you go into their business and I'm making them do a question about like, how is this impacting them? So they could call them, ask them questions, but find a business that is still operating and then have them research like their mission, their motto, their SWOT analysis, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, to piggyback off of Sarah, um, I'm having them research what is an essential job right now through horticulture. So they can see that as like a job security, like, hey, if I get a job in horticulture and it's deemed essential, like that should be something. Um, it's for my seniors too, who are being geared towards either a CTE type job or going to college. So it's something for them to see like who is still working right now. Another person in the chat said another idea would have uh, be to have students research insects and diseases that might pop up in the greenhouse, make a presentation, brochure, something like that. Um, Um, I have a suggestion. Um, so one thing I was thinking of, I, I teach plant science also. And so one thing, actually two things that are pretty simple, um, we're growing potatoes. Like if kids have leftover potatoes at home and they wait and see for an eye to grow, they can cut it up and even plant it in a bucket or something. I'm just more about trying to do some of the hands-on labs at home. Mm -hmm. So, um, the potato growing race kind of thing or um, ragdoll labs if they don't have seeds they can harvest seeds from like strawberries or tomatoes granted a lot of them are hybrid but they could still do the same kind of concept if you're wanting to do hands-on stuff right thanks yeah i had thought about having them do some sort of project like that like collecting seeds or growing something and maybe taking pictures and documenting that process over the next couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, I like that idea too. I'm also going to throw out Wonder Week again because you can throw Wonder Week on any topic, any subject at all. Um, and I will link John Spencer on here if he had, he's the one who came up with it. I just use it all the time and talk about it all the time. Um, so he has like a download and they can ask any question. Like I wonder why there's yellow stuff all over my car right now if they're if you're in the south sorry um pollen count is like a billion right now um so they come up with a question and then they can do a presentation i'm having my kids present on google meet 
um, when we come back from spring break and they'll have to have a slide or a video or something and then they'll talk just like this and present to me like we would in class. Um, but yeah, Wonder Week has been, I'm just doing it now. I haven't done it the first two weeks because we had other stuff to do, but they, they take ownership and they usually like it a little bit more than me assigning them exactly what to do. So that would be like a one week project. Um, I'll add one more thing The I believe it's on YouTube and I also know it's on uh, Vimeo, but the California grown um, like video series. I don't know how much you would be able to use it, but they do have some good like flower production. Um, I use it for my floral design class, but I could see it being used in your greenhouse class as well. And just how flowers are produced in the US, I think is kind of a good one to throw in there. What did you say that was called again? Um, it's like, uh, it's the I'll have to find the link. It's like California Grown or California Experience. It's with Jay Schwantke, I believe. Um, and he goes through and, and meets all these different flower farmers. Okay, great. Thanks. Yeah. Is there anyone else who has any other things that they want to add to this one? Uh, one quick thing I wanted to add was one of... Uh, former teacher for North Carolina, she teaches in a university now, shared that Ball Seed Company is doing like an online symposium tomorrow. And she gave me the idea to have my students watch that and to listen out for any plants that they've learned about in class or that are on their identification list. And to look, listen out for what are the new cultivars and varieties that Ball Seed Company is coming out with this year. I'll try and find the link to signing up for the symposium and share it. She said that I could watch it live, but then share the recorded version with my students. Okay. Nice. I like that. I might like to watch it. Okay, well, thanks so much, Rachel. That was, I know, super helpful for me. And I know that a lot of other people are kind of in that greenhouse, horticulture, plant science class trying to figure it out. Um, okay, so yeah, our next person today is Audrey. Um, and she contacted me with some um, issues or just problems with English language learners. So Audrey, if you are here, I'm gonna have you go ahead and just kind of explain your situation. Hi, y'all. Yeah, I'm here. I am calling in from San Inez Valley in California. <clears throat> um, so my problem is I have three students who are English language learners, and I do speak Spanish, but I speak traditional Spaniard Spanish. They are speaking a native language from Mexico, and I can't remember what it's called right now. I'm really embarrassed. But there are some words that transfer over and some that don't. And right now, they don't have an academic mentor. The school is working on getting them one, but so far, they haven't come up with anything. And trying to communicate in class was difficult but manageable because I had information I could share with them. But trying to communicate with them over distance learning is so difficult, especially because they don't have access to reliable technology. They're doing everything on their phones. Wi-Fi out here is really spotty in the valley. And I was wondering if anyone had any ideas of what I can do to help them through this because it's just been so difficult for them and it's becoming more stressed than it's worth. 
Um, I just have a quick question to try to clarify a little bit. I teach a lot of ELs um, mm -hmm. where I'm at. Um, most of them are from Mexico or Guatemala. Um, some are from some other areas. I put a question in the chat about is it a Mayan dialect or is it an act a, a more... It's, um, it's not Mayan, but it starts with an M. It's really popular. It's really okay. kind of, um, um, and then what subject are you trying to address or, or Oh yeah, ornamental horticulture. Horticulture, okay. Um, I'll think, if I come up with things, I'll put them in the chat or get back on this, but I'll think on that because I do have several ELs. <laughs> Thank you. So I know one thing that our EL department provided us was that as many pictures and videos that we can provide um, or put along with our assignments, our directions, whatever it might be, that that can be really helpful in them trying to navigate the language because they have pictures to be able to um, like link up with the language that they're reading. Uh, so I know that's one thing that I'm going to try and implement. Um, it makes it a little bit more difficult to, for me, just we use Schoology and so getting pictures and stuff in there seems a little bit difficult, but I think I might be doing for like our weekly directions and stuff like that, um, like Google Slides with pictures and, and the descriptions in there so that they can and follow along that way a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. This, this might be a stretch, but I wonder if there's any ag teacher out there who's fluent in that dialect who'd be willing to help. I mean, I know ag teachers, obviously we have this many, almost 50 teachers on here just trying to help each other out. Um, that if there's somebody, I, I don't know, maybe there's somebody in California or somewhere else that that's possible that could, could be a phone call, dial in kind of person. Um, just to communicate because obviously you're trying, you're obviously trying your best and it's just the communication barrier, barrier not the, not the teaching. Mm -hmm. So I've been taking a Google um, kind of tutorial and Google's not perfect, but there is a Google translate on there for emails. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how well it will transfer over, but when I run into that wall, I usually reference another student. I have other students are really helpful with my translating components of things and um, kind of moving forward with that. Mm -hmm. I have one student who's been helping me translate um, and it's been going okay for now, but he just moved to Louisiana. So <laughs> I'm trying to find a new one. <laughs> but thank you, I really appreciate that suggestion. Um, what kind of software are you guys using right now, or what's your platform? We use the program Canvas. I did find um, my, one of my professors, actually, because I'm a student teacher right now, she found me videos of how to use it in Spanish, and I've shared that with them, and that has helped a lot. But it can still be, oh, thank you, Tim. Um, it can still be uh, confusing with the uh, with the unreliable internet have you been able to call any of them i know i know the speaking part makes it difficult probably but with before y'all got out or anything like that were you able to just call and connect with each of them 
or is it just too much, too many? I don't know. It's only two students. Um, I've tried to, we do virtual classes, Zoom meetings like this. I've invited them to join, but they haven't been able to. Um, I'm going to talk to my cooperating teacher about reaching out to the parents. I think that would be the next step. And if anyone has suggestions about that, how to navigate that conversation, that would be great. Um, uh, one thing that we use, and I, because you're using Canvas, it might be a little different. Um, my husband uses Canvas, so I could certainly ask him. Um, he teaches predominantly middle school ELs in eighth grade. So I can ask him some stuff and send you some things if I have some good ideas from him. But um, we use Google Voice so that we don't have to use our phone number. Mm -hmm. um, so that they don't know our number but then of course okay. when a foreign number is calling they're like mm, i'm not might not answer because it's a foreign number <laughs> um so maybe uh, my els have been emailing and that has worked so maybe an email and ask if they could talk and and maybe you could answer questions because i had one call me this week that was really struggling and so i thought this might be the best way if i could actually talk to them because they may not always understand it but sometimes when they hear the words they do a yeah. little better or if okay. you can chunk like short big words kind of thing um when mm -hmm. you're posting stuff um but i felt like her and i talking was a lot more helpful um she was really stressed out and she's actually exited the el program but just being able to talk to her was a little calming for her and just she could ask questions more comfortably i think okay yeah that's a really great idea thank you a couple of things that are in the chat here. Katrina said um, from her principal, this is what they said, reduce the workload for students, grace over grades, um, reduce the assessment load for students, um, post, communicate, and, sh and share. So assessing without stressing um, as students have unlimited opportunities to, to submit for full mastery. Um, Tim said that there are some tips from G Suite with translating terms uh, using Google Sheets. So he posted a um, link there. And then um, someone else said, Megan said, could you send resources to them that you save on a flash drive and mail to them, um, PowerPoints or anything like that that maybe could be sent to them that way? My other question too was like, our district is um, providing like Wi-Fi hotspots for people who don't or families that don't have good internet access or um, access at all. So that might be something to check in with your district and see if they're providing that for students who don't have good accessibility that way. Um, another person said our ESL teacher um, at school emailed us and said she would help with calls. So maybe there's a support person at the school that could assist. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Thank you. Do you have access to be able to like mail stuff to them? That would be my other thing is if you could get I like have... paper copies to them or something like that. Mm -hmm. I have their addresses. I think that's a really good idea. And I'm going to ask my cooperating teacher about that just to make sure that's okay with the parents and all of that. But I think that's a really great idea. Anyone else? Okay. Well, I hope that helped out. That helped me. I have a lot of EL students and we actually have not started um, teaching yet. We have spring break this week and then we start. So um, 
I think I'll be able to use some of those for my EL students. That was really helpful. Thank you. All right, we're going to move to our third question, which is Callie from Georgia, and she had a question um, relating to FFA. So, Callie, I think you're here. Um, if you want to take, I'm over. here. Okay, there you go. Can I, can you hear me? I've never done this before. Yes, you're doing great. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, so I've seen on Instagram, you know, I miss my students, and um, I was just wondering about these virtual meetings, like what entails a virtual meeting, and would it be suitable for a middle school chapter? I asked a clarifying question. Are you talking about class meetings or FFA meetings? FFA meetings. Thank you. Well, I can chime in on that. Um, I just did an officer meeting on Zoom and I have another one today. Um, it was really awesome. The kids loved it and they actually asked to do another one this week. And then we have a chapter meeting on Thursday with our state officers. Um, I saw where some other chapters were doing that. So you could reach out to your couple of your state officers and they would probably want to join your Zoom meeting. But Thursday will be my first chapter meeting. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I found, and this isn't my personal experience because I teach high school, but my husband is middle school all the way. Um, and he has had a B days, so he teaches science and every other day the kids are supposed to get on at 10 a.m., which they have a huge blessing. They are one-to-one -one and there's just really good things. So that's where his class. But then in the afternoons, he hosts like kind of like office hours. And sometimes it's just because the kids want to chat, like they just might want to connect with each other, but I've seen it work so good in middle school. And there's so many more of them getting online than my high schoolers. Um, they just really love it. Um, and so he'll leave like an extra 30 minutes at the end of like work time or office hour time, or whatever, so they can just talk to each other and they just, they just want to see and hear each other. And it's been so funny, um, when he does the 10 AM, cause you think you were waking them at 5 AM or something because they're like rolling out of bed and you can see the computer screen coming on and everything. And like, or a parent's going in there with like the phone or whatever you're, you know, you got to get up your, your class starts and you're, I mean, they're just funny, but middle school has really to me seeing both levels in the same house with the same socioeconomic situations um his middle schoolers has grasped online and like they're there they're with it they want something to do so i just i think you can do it and i think you can advocate for it because i think it i think it can work that's what I, that's what i was kind of thinking i think they kind of need that because i personally need it i mean this has been fun so um i think i'll start with an officer meeting because they were wanting to do that, and then um, maybe go to a chapter and reach out to some state officers. I'll also say, Callie, um, I agree with what Anna said, like make sure what you're doing is good for the county. So we did Zoom our, for our first meeting and then found out we're not allowed to use Zoom. So we'll be using Google Meet. Um, and we've tried that before. We have an officer meeting every week. And last week we, we did the same thing. We had um, state officers and national officers in our, um, uh, FFA meeting last week, which was so cool just to hear from people. Um, and yeah, I totally would do that. I saw somebody else. I've just been, fo I follow a lot of FFA chapters. They're doing like a scavenger hunt through Zoom. So they're like, all right, first person to bring back a potato. 
and then they run and grab a potato and like I guess you'd have the officers watching to like see who got the potato first and I thought that was really fun um I don't know I'm getting a lot of inspiration from Jill Jimmy Fallon um oh my gosh did anybody see the one with uh Tina Fey if not this is amazing but I can't do it because I don't have Alexa basically you pull up a piece of paper that says like pickle on it and you have to come up with a question to ask Alexa to get her to say the word. Okay, so like if a kid, anyway, he played it with Tina Fey, look at him tonight show from like last week or something. Um, but yeah, it's called like rope, like beat the robot or something. So one of them was saxophone. So she asked like, what instrument does Bill Clinton play? And it said saxophone, so she got a point. I don't know. But yes, I've been watching those things to try and get, what can you do digitally because there's not much you can do. Um, yeah, Google Meet should be through any Google app. So um, we are a Google school, so we're allowed to use Microsoft Teams and Google Meet, and those are the only two video we can use, and Microsoft Teams is terrible. But if anybody else has any cool digital like media ideas, I'll keep a list and put the ideas that we talked about and put it on the website. And if I see any more, I'll add more and try and tag the, the um, chapter. So if you have a question, you can reach out to that chapter. I can't remember who did the scavenger hunt, but 100% um, do it. The kids, I just got a thing from my kids, their, their weekly check-in and all of them are like, I want to go back to school. And some of them are kids who literally hated my class. So, you know, everyone, everyone wants to come back to school because we're bored out of our mind. So I think anything you can do to touch with the kids. And some kids were like, we need more FFA meetings because they liked it so much last week. Thank you. And Ginger had some good advice, like put it on Google Classroom or use Remind, however you can get the link to them. Um, you can always do a practice meeting, Google Meet or Zoom before your meeting so kids can play with it so they're not missing instruction or missing like the fun stuff. All right, anything else about FFA meetings? I'm sure there'll be more in the next couple virtual coffees that people will have a success stories that hopefully they'll say in their toot their horn um, so we can share and, and, and steal. Oh, Pictionary, that's a great idea too. You could have a little whiteboard behind you or go in your bathtub like you've seen. I don't know if anybody else has seen it on Instagram using your bathtub as a whiteboard. It's a great idea. All right. Thank you so much, Callie. Um, and our next participant, I don't think she's here because they their power went out, but I told her I would ask the question for her and then I would give her all the answers. So Lizzie is from Tennessee and um, she was told and I know Anna and I talked about this too. Um, that her school system has said she's not allowed to teach any new content. It has to all be stuff they've already learned and enhancements. So what advice would you have for somebody? I, I saw a few head nods of people in the same boat as that. They can't teach any new curriculum. Um, what are some advice that you would give her or ideas that you have to enhance on the stuff you've already learned or already taught? So I kind of have thought about the idea of using resources from FFA.org uh, in the box files. 
one thing was the FFA New Horizons activities that they give um, because those not only link to FFA stuff, but also any type of careers, personal skills. So that was one thing I thought with my agri-science students that we could do. Uh, it's not boring them with having to go back over FFA basics and traditions, but it is connecting like careers, personal growth, things like that together. That was one thing I thought of that could be done. And then with um, Plan ID, just to review, I had them try and go in their home or outside on a nature walk to try and find plants that we had already talked about as a review and take a selfie with it with what Miss Apple showed us on Padlet. Hold on one second, I'm gonna close my door, my son's crying. Um, McKenna, do you have something? Yeah, um, I was gonna say, you could, um, if it hasn't already been done, is make them have Quizlets or Kahoots that they create on review materials, and then maybe you can even share them out or do a Kahoot um, through virtually with each other, share it out on Google Classroom, have them all playing at the same time, um, showing it on like your screen or something. Um, I know it's a little bit easier to share Quizlets. Other ideas that I had is, is, it depends on how much that can be stretched with the new material aspect. Like for me, I've taught about disease before. So, you know, oh, it's not that much of a stretch to um, stop, teach about other diseases or talk about general disease spread. I also think there's a lot of power in having just a few like really good thinking questions versus like all this content, like have them make connections to their real world. Like, all right, look at this what is the difference have them make those comparisons because those really deep thinking questions can be just as valuable as a bunch of content some ideas i've seen in the chat um making kids make up stuff so if kids are not doing so well having them um go back and review those things and get points back um, focusing on SAEs, I mean, I'm pretty sure most of us have done SAEs like in our curriculum, unless you just started with new kids like this week, which I've heard some people have been in that situation. They haven't even met their kids and have to teach them digitally. Um, so SAEs are something really cool to do. There are, um, I know there's a lot of resources on National FFA about like at home SAEs, things that kids could do um, and make at home without having to travel. So maybe having them all do some type of SAE at home um, in addition to like whatever they're, else they're doing. Um, Katrina mentioned, um, I have an Ag Advocacy Choice Board, I think on Teach by Teachers it's free, um, that they can put like a sign in their yard or post on social media about Ag Advocacy. You can always do like current events, you know, that's not new curriculum. Like how is this impacting, like we were talking to Rachel about, you know, like how is this impacting the plant industry, the nursery industry, you know, the Home Depot or whatever. Um, I like, I like Katrina, how she said it before, like, give your kids grace, don't give them too many assignments, um, and have it something that, you know, they would enjoy doing, and it's, it's a learning stretch, but something to relate back to them, and I think Bridget raised her hand, too. 
So we're actually in the same boat as Liz and can't provide any new curriculum or anything like that. So what I've been doing for my students is um, a couple things. One, I've been filming what I've been doing um, kind of around the farm and those sorts of things and just putting them in a YouTube video and having my kids watch them. So I have a lot of um, non-traditional ag students, so things that they wouldn't necessarily see on their own. And also I'm just creating a Google Doc of like options of things they can do. And I'm kind of going on the side of, um, I'm aware that my kids are probably not going to do the work I provide for them since we can't grade them, we can't assess them or anything like that. So I'm not gonna stress myself out on creating all of this stuff when I know my students aren't probably going to do it. So I just created a Google Doc with things like um, the World Food Prize paper. Our Iowa Youth Institute is, um, those are due at the end of the week. So I put that out there for them. Um, there's a master gardener class that's free. Um, there's some livestock evaluation classes that are free and I've just posted all those links for them. So things they can be doing, but um, maybe we wouldn't have time to address in class. That's great, thanks Bridget. Um, I love how I've seen some people, I don't know, Facebook somewhere, I can't keep anything straight, like kids have to earn a certain number of points and they can choose what they want. So if they go to that master gardener class online, they get like 50 points. Or if they like make a, a meal at home with their parents, it's 25. Oh, it was San Luis Obispo. It was how they got their FFA points. Um, so if you find them on um, Instagram, they just posted that recently. But that was for FFA points, not for class. But giving them, you know, giving them a choice in what they want to do um, for this. Um, extra credit to create a broadcast message about the role of production ag during these times. Um, definitely, there's a lot of information. I think Farm Bureau's been coming out with a lot of stuff um, that you guys could utilize if you are unable to do that. I think current events are something that would be really valuable during this time if you can't teach new curriculum. Um, all right, anything else for, for no new content? I don't know how you guys raised your hands, but that was very helpful. All right, well, we will stop with the questions and then Hannah, I'm gonna pass it to you and then, yeah. Okay, so we um, are ending our virtual coffees with a challenge for each week so we can all just stay, stay connected and kind of see what each other are doing. Um, so this week, the challenge is to show off what your office or classroom um, setup looks like at home. So just snap a picture of what it looks like. Um, Mine has been the kitchen table, so <laughs> it's not glamorous at all, but I know that all of us are just trying to kind of find a space in our homes or where we um, are trying to work. I don't know. I might, once it's nice out, move outside, but <laughs> take a picture of your office space, your setup, and then just tag Sarah and I, um, and then use the hashtag um, green and growing challenge. Um, and we will be able to see what you guys are doing and what your, your office space looks like. Thank you. I'm currently at mine. It looks a mess, basically. <laughs> um, so I will take a picture and make sure I do that. So um, two quick announcements about uh, coffee. Um, I just put a link in the chat for feedback. Um, we've changed some things up. 
from the feedback last week and I really appreciate the feedback. So anything, I just did a stop, start, continue. Um, so anything we should stop doing, anything we should start, and anything you would like us to continue for these calls. Um, I am out until the end of April. So I know that, and I think Hannah's out about as long as I am. So we're gonna continue doing this every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so we hope that you guys will keep on coming back. And then the last thing I'm going to say um, is tomorrow is March 31st, and it is the last day for Germinate speaker applications. And I know some of you sitting in here right now, actually, I see like six of you on my screen right now, have applied to be a speaker at Germinate or you've been a speaker in the past. Um, and right now, the future seems a little uncertain about what's happening. I just actually got an email as I'm sitting here that my travel um, for something in May has been disapproved, like they removed it from my travel site. Um, so Germinate is something that's gonna happen. It's gonna happen this summer regardless. It's a way um, for ag teachers just like this to provide professional development to other ag teachers. Um, and speakers, get um, they get free access to the, the conference. They're able to give an, a scholarship application to any ag teacher that they want. Um, so that's worth $150. And then they also get a 20% affiliate link. That means that if I send my link to Katrina and Katrina purchase her, purchases her registration through my link, she gets, I get $15 um, out of that registration fee. And it, we've had speakers make over $100 from that just by sharing links. And this year, we're really excited that we have a speaker coach, and it just happens to be Hannah Wedger. Um, so if you feel like, oh man, I don't think I can handle Zoom, I don't think I can come up with something, Hannah's job is literally just to help you, like set up one-on-one -on -one meetings, um, to hop on a call, hop on a Zoom, help you navigate the software, and that's what she's there to do, is help speakers. Um, so... The speaker application, I just put it in the chat. If you have questions, DM me or Hannah over the next day and a half, and we'd love to, to chat with you about that opportunity. Um, we had over 300 ag teachers at the winter, and I'm, I'm hoping we can reach more just so we can impact classrooms and help everyone get onto a good foot, especially those states who don't get to go back to school this year. Um, and some of us might be in that boat in the next couple weeks too. So it's a great way to start off the 2020-2021 school year. Um, but yes, so if you have any questions, let us know through um, Instagram or email us. It's agwithmisswedger at gmail.com or agteacherhowtos at gmail.com. And we just appreciate you guys pouring into each other and showing up um, the past two weeks. And we hope to see you next week. You just finished listening to Egg with Miss Wedger, where I'm sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with each of you. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned a little bit more about our topic for today. Visit my Instagram at Mrs. Wedger to follow along on my daily journey as an agriculture teacher, a wife, and a mama of two. If you have any questions or ideas on topics you want me to dig in and cover, or if you, yeah you, <laughs> Want to be a guest? You can send me an email at eggwithmisswedger at gmail.com. I hope you have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Bye bye, everybody.